Welcome to the Back Shoulder Fade, the running with sports betting podcast with Caleb Lynn and Zach Griffin. Hello, welcome into the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hook Podcast Network's sports betting pod. I am the co-host, Zach Griffith, taking the host chair from Caleb Lynn this week, who can't be here because he's a schmuck. So we're joined by the founder of the Running Hook Podcast Network, Alex Bird tonight. Alex, you're taking Caleb's spot. How's it feel? It feels good. And Zach, in honor of me being here, um, I'm also going to hijack the show a little bit. I'm going to throw a curveball. Would you expect a fastball? Yeah. I, I, I think we'll be Well, the playoffs are upon us, so it, it makes makes perfect it does, sense. Actually, you know what? I should start calling it a sweeper now because apparently we're calling these pitches sweepers. I don't I never heard of a sweeper in my life until these playoffs. Um Me neither. I, I don't know. Is a sweeper just the new name for a slider? I, I don't know. Um we'd have don't to we'd have to ask our baseball expert Caleb Lynn. Um but Zach, in the tradition of throwing a sweeper <laughs> when you're expecting a fastball, <laughs> what is one piece of content lately that you've just really enjoyed and we'll just keep it to one oh it's good well just last night actually me and another one of caleb's co-hosts bryce shaddy we went and saw the creator in imax um the new john david washington movie directed by gareth edwards who uh, also made rogue one and godzilla so those kind of, those kinds of movies uh and it was great it was great. Uh, lots of, lots of Terminator feeling to it. Lots of Apocalypse Now feeling to it. Um, I, I really liked it a lot. I'm, I'm a big John David Washington guy. Uh, I think he, I think he's a great movie star. So I, I was really, I was really impressed by it. And you know, if you, if you've seen Rogue One, you know what kind of visuals to expect when walking into the crater. And if you're going to see this. I would see it on the biggest screen possible and I would give it anywhere from a seven and a half to an eight out of 10. Um, just over two hours for folks who are worried about run times, Caleb. Uh, but you know, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I actually don't see any reason why it shouldn't be nominated for best picture. Um, I, I, I really liked it a lot. Not saying it should win, but there's 10 spots for best picture. And this is definitely one of the 10 best movies I've seen this year. So the creator content, uh, shout out for me. I just want to give a quick shout out to daredevil. Um, a show that you've recommended to me many times, just Fuck finished yeah. season two. Um, just one of the best shows. Um, for, I don't know how Marvel made the show. It, it's it one of feels, the best shows of the 2010s period. I just, it feels so out of place for like if you just took marvel out of it and just were like okay this is just a regular show it kick ass which is i think always the signifier of a good show like if i had no connection with it to marvel i would lo- still love it so i think that's you know always a good sign for it um so i just want to give a quick shout out to daredevil because you were always saying like you know you were like oh this show rocks this show rocks and not to say i didn't believe you but it really kicks ass <laughs> So I yeah. I have to give a shout out to you. So well, I'm always gonna cape for Daredevil. Always. I mean it's 
the the basically the entire Netflix MCU universe, besides, you know, a couple exceptions like, I think Iron Fist just downright sucks. Yeah, the first season has a, a few moments, but I thought they really miscast the main character and just the storytelling, especially near the end of the first season, was not good. And and they knew it in the second season because it was shortened. You know, the standard for those Marvel Netflix shows was 13 episodes a season. And then I think the second season of Iron Fist, it went down from 13 to like 9 or 10. So like they they, they knew they fucked up and they tried to make up for it. But the I think Daredevil and The Punisher and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are just can't miss like you you just can't miss with those um a far cry from the disney plus shows you know i think a couple of disney plus shows are worth mentioning like like loki and and wandavision but other than that i mean though they they don't they don't come anywhere close to the netflix shows and it started with daredevil daredevil was the first one and daredevil is i think i've been on record with this my second favorite superhero behind only Spider-Man. Um, he's the only superhero that's known for what he can't do, which I think is a really cool thing. And, you know, Alex, you and I both play the Spider-Man Insomniac game on PlayStation. <laughs> Give me a Daredevil game. Give me a Daredevil game. I think, so that, I, think, I think that'd be kick-ass. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, you're focused on the whole city, but in Daredevil, you would only be honed in on, like, Hell's Kitchen specifically, so I think that'd be really cool, but yeah, Daredevil, uh, I know we're not, <laughs> I know this isn't cinema right now, but uh, you got me in the cinema mindset early, but watch it, watch it if you haven't, watch it if you haven't, um, and season three, Alex, it's gonna, it's gonna blow you away, it's gonna blow you away. I can't wait to watch it, but shall we get into the same game parlay? We shall, this week's running hook, SGP. Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. Bears versus Commies. Caleb's leg of the parlay. Washington can win the first half and the game. Parlayed with my leg. Terry McLaurin over 58 and a half receiving yards. Parlayed with Alex's leg. Chicago Bears under 19 and a half points after finally showing some signs of life on offense last week. <laughs> you parlay those three legs together you're looking at plus 390 as of yesterday when i put those legs together um solid payout solid payout yeah and i mean all three of those i mean there's really no reason why it, none of those should hit i mean the bears no, after that loss yeah a crushing loss where the bears finally show some signs of life justin field finally does something from the pocket uh, which I, we've been begging him to do for the last couple of years. Um, Alex, this I mean, just taking the betting out of it, like this could be a coach leaves town matchup for Matt Eberflus. If if he if he loses this game and you're looking at zero and five, especially after blowing that lead to the Broncos last week, the Broncos who suck in their own right, like Matt Eberflus, what have you done in 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 two years, man? Not even two years. It's honestly a disgrace. Um, because you were up twenty-eight to seven, and then all of a sudden, twenty-eight to seven on 
a defense that gave up the week before gave up 70 points. Justin Fields had his best career game against that defense. Not even close either. Not even it, close. And I it think was, Luke it Getzey, was like the Justin Fields YouTube video is what that game was. Luke Getzey deserves a lot of blame too. I think at the very minimum, Luke Getzey is leaving. I don't think Luke Getzey makes a pass this week, especially. I don't think a lot of it's. No. Okay, I think he's a bad offensive coordinator. I, I really do. Oh, I don't think I don't think anyone doubts that he he sucks. I, he sucks. I I think we're looking at a real case with him and Hackett of um, who's the guy who was with Peyton Manning, uh, who coached the Dolphins. Who, who am I thinking of? You know his Adam name. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. We're looking at a real case of Adam Gase syndrome here. Pep Hamilton. Uh, Pep Hamilton. I Pep Hamilton. Did he was he ever a head coach? Well, Pep Hamilton was OC for the Colts once upon a time. With Andrew Luck. I was going to say, I don't think Pep Hamilton ever got elevated because of his association with Peyton Manning. Jim Caldwell was actually a good coach, so we can, um, he avoids yeah, that Yeah, Jim Caldwell stigma. was a good coach elsewhere as well. <laughs> he he was, Jim Caldwell, I mean, TJ Jim Caldwell, Zeke, I think, is a big fan, big fan of Jim Caldwell in Detroit. I bet um, Zach Lynn is also a big fan of Jim Caldwell because of what he did for them in the 2012 playoffs. So, but yeah. other than that, like Luke Getzey, I mean, this is at the very minimum get out of town game for him. I don't think the Bears will be able to block the commies. I don't think oh, the Bears. No. Um, I don't think the Bears will be able to stop McLaurin. And I don't think the Bears. I think it should be a blowout. I don't think. I don't even know what I'm going to pull up the um odds right now. Five and a half feels low. <laughs> it does that, feel low, but but then again. Like it's still it's still Sam Howell and I I don't hate Sam Howell like he 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 has shown he has shown through four weeks this season to be capable and the commies have been in most of their games other than the Bills game which I mean it's the Bills but you're right the the Washington boasts one of the best defensive fronts in the entire league uh their defense especially when they can get the passing game. Or I'm sorry, their offense, especially when they when they when they can get the passing game going, which they have a couple weapons, like legitimate weapons on offense. When they get the passing game going, it's almost humming. It just comes down to Howell. It just comes down to Howell, which I I I like Howell, but I, I and this is a good matchup for him against an ass Bears defense, but. <laughs> I like I like your leg under 19 and a half for the Bears because I mean we haven't seen them score outside of last week. And last week they played a much worse defense than they're playing tomorrow night uh, on Prime. Uh, much worse. They barely got to 20 in week 1 and that was in garbage time. They got to 17 in week 2. 3 against probably the best defense they've played so far in Kansas City. And then yeah. they got to, what, 28 last week against a horrendous Denver defense. So against that front line, and you failed to mention, that Bears offensive line might be a bottom five worst unit in the league. Like, oh, it, it's so bad. And they invested a first-round pick in, in Darnell Wright, who I like, but you can't go into a season with your... Unless it's like a blue chip like Quentin Nelson or something, like you you can't go into a season saying, Yep, this rookie lineman is gonna anchor our line. Like you you can't. You can't. It's unfair. It's unfair to write. It's unfair to write. Uh, I I mean, 
there's times I feel bad for Justin Fields, and then there's times when I'm like, you're holding on to the ball too long, and you're not getting it to your playmakers like DJ Moore or or Mooney. But no, he showed some signs of life last week. But I like your I like your leg. I also like my leg of Terry McLaurin over fifty and a, fifty eight and a half yards. The Bears defense yes. sucks, which we're really not used to saying that, Alex, in our lifetime. The Bears defense is usually respectable. But uh, not this year. Not this year. And Caleb's leg, Washington to win the first half and the game. That's always a little tad risky to me. Uh, just because every NFL game is a tale of two halves. But this game... Wasn't this a... This was a primetime game last year. Washington-Chicago. Because you remember... Like, sure. Carson Wentz yeah, got down to the red zone like six times and just could not pound it in. <laughs> it was one of the that? worst games of the year. I remember that. Yeah, it it was deja vu for us as Colts fans. Like Carson Wentz not being able to get the job done on the cold. And by the way, um, something to support your bet too. Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson are both out for tomorrow for the Bears. Yeesh. Eddie Jackson might be the best player on that defense. Jeez, and Jalen Johnson might not be far behind him. So. No, I mean, what a what a far cry from. I, bet Bear, I was talking to Bryce about this today. Like Matt Nagy at least made the playoffs twice with the Bears. And he he even had a twelve win season once with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. So, I mean, Bears fans are probably looking in the mirror like, was Matt that bad? Like, was was Nagy that bad? But yeah, that three leg parlay, the running hook same game parlay this week. Commies Bears. Uh, you can get that at plus 390. Again, that's commies to win the first half and the game, coupled with Terry McLaurin, over 58 and a half receiving yards, paired with Bears under 19 and a half points, plus 390, the final odds on that as of yesterday. So they may have even increased today. Uh, Alex, let's do... You're taking Caleb's spot tonight, so you got Caleb's bets in front of you. Give me one of your best NFL bets for this weekend. I'll, I'll take Caleb's first bet, or I'll take a second bet, actually, because that's the one I'm the most interested in. The Indianapolis Colts, minus 1.5. Now, who are the Colts playing? The Titans, of course. We're not going to... We're not going to... I guess that would mean we're going to... Well, no, right now we're plus 1.5 against the Titans. So maybe he did that yesterday and the line flipped. We're at home against the Titans. So... I don't know if the line changed since he lost did the uh because Caleb probably wrote these yesterday, I think. In any event, we're taking the yeah. uh we're taking the Colts. Um I think the Titans kind of suck. They kind of showed out last week. <laughs> if we're just doing Caleb's logic. Caleb thinks that, you know, three home losses, he doesn't see it. So <laughs> he says Carson Wentz per usual blew this game two years ago. And he trusts Richardson more, which obviously Richardson's been yeah. a freaking stud. So yeah, yeah, Richardson's the and, fucking guy. And front seven, Caleb says the front seven will wreck Tennessee. So Caleb's taking the Colts points versus Tennessee. So I guess he's taking the Colts one point five plus one point five. I I really love that bet. Um, Richardson, without a doubt, the guy. I mean, you just have to watch the second half of the Rams game this past week to know that. Um, Alex, I think you and I are both Colts fans. We nailed that pick. 
I mean, Anthony Richardson, he's he's so clearly going to be the franchise for the foreseeable future. It's it's an awesome weight to have lifted off our shoulders because, you know, we've been doing this quarterback carousel basically since Andrew Luck retired, whether it was Brissett or Rivers or or Wentz or Matt Ryan or Ellinger or, or whoever the hell. Now we finally have a solid answer. I have him in fantasy in two of my leagues. He's been a godsend. He's won me a couple of weeks. But I, I like this bet from Caleb, plus one and a half. Me, out of principle, I cannot bet on my own teams just because there's enough stress involved anyway, and I'll never do it. But I, I like that bet. I, I fucking hate the Titans. I hate the Titans. Now that the Patriots are basically irrelevant, this is my most hated team. Just because they're such they're such a predictable team offensively. And they're they're living off one season. You know, they made the AFC title game back in 2019 and they and they lost to the Chiefs, but they've basically been running it back every season since then. And because they're so well coached, I mean that's the one thing I can't deny with the Titans that Rabel's the top ten coach in the league. They're in every game. And I actually went to the Titans game last year at Lucas Oil with my dad. And God, we were in that game. We were in that game and the Titans just fuck, fuck the Titans, dude. There's just so there's such an <laughs> average team. And it just pisses me off when we're losing them because it's like we shouldn't lose in this fucking team. So they just all they do is pound the rock. All they do is pound the rock. They don't have any receivers. This year they actually do with Hopkins, but and I, I think Tannehill sucks. I've been on the record multiple times with that, but I like this bet at plus one and a half. You can also get him at plus money for the money line one oh six. Um well so can we can we play off of that then and talk about Caleb's most I think most shocking bet after that? Sure. I, I think we're looking at the spreadsheet or looking at the Google Doc. We both have access to his bets, but um the Cardinals, the line changed, obviously. None of these lines are the same, so we're gonna have to double check FanDuel for all these lines. The Cardinals are plus three against the Bengals. And they're still plus three. Yep. Well, the line, Caleb's line is plus 3.5. We're not, we're not going to trash him. You know, obviously lines change day to day. It's audacious. It's audacious. It's bold. It's such a Caleb Lynn thing to say, but I don't hate it because his logic isn't wrong. And I think Caleb's logic is, is Burrow healthy. And to be honest, I think I kind of agree with him. He's not. He's not think, healthy. And I've I've been on this. You know, I I like the Bengals a lot. And Joe Burrow's my favorite player that doesn't play for the Colts. And they, they should have put him on IR last week against the Rams. Because if you look at their IR now is only four weeks minimum. So if you put him on IR, starting with the Rams game, give him some time to heal up for the next four weeks, their schedule was relatively easy. Relatively easy. And then when he comes back, Healthier than he was, then you start the gauntlet. They started 0-2 last year, and they started 0-2 this year. Much different feel to it this year. Um, and Caleb's right. Uh, the Cardinals have been in every game this year. Gannon, uh, even though we shat on the hire, shat on that video of him dapping up some players, like the guy has clearly riled his guys up improve that locker room from the Kingsbury era and the Kime era. And like they're, they're, they're ready to go. And Josh Dobbs, quite frankly, has been balling out, Alex. 
I'm balling out. Yeah. No, this team is like for, not for real, but they're not they're not pushovers. And I think it's going to be a closer game than it'll appear. So I I'm taking I'm with Caleb 100%. I think this is a great choice by him. Um and if I think the Bengals that, lose this game, I'm writing them off. Like they're I, done. I think it's fair. I think they've had a really awful start to the season and I think Caleb's skepticism of them plus belief in the Cardinals, I think honestly one of the smartest things he's ever written because he didn't say it. I'm saying it for him. So maybe I should take the credit, Zach. What do you think? <laughs> you might as well since the schmuck's not here to take the credit himself. Exactly. Why don't you, you go ahead well. and give yours? I, I know I hijacked that one, but I thought it was too smart not to jump on that one. No, you had to jump on that. You had to jump on that. Uh, my best bet of the week is the Houston Texans at plus one it's now plus two excuse me plus two versus the atlanta falcons uh alex i don't know if you got up early on sunday to watch that falcons jags game in london i did that (laughs) hot garbage from the atlanta side of things desmond ritter i typed out a google doc of ranking the 32 primary starting quarterbacks in the league so I had Kyler Murray on by by primary. I mean, I had Kyler Murray, not Josh Dobbs. I had Aaron Rodgers, not Zach Wilson. That's what I meant. And I had Desmond Ritter, 32nd, dead last. And this game validated me. It's it's time. It's just time to move on. It's time to move on to Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, the backup quarterback of this team, a guy who's proven in multiple seasons with the commies that he can win games. He can win games. He he was the Eagles' first loss last year. Uh, I just think the Ritter situation is hopeless. The guy, Lewis Riddick, broke it down beautifully during that game uh, last week against Jacksonville. Like he takes one read and throws it. He does. He doesn't do two or three reads like elite quarterbacks do, or high level quarterback. No, he he takes one read and if it and he if it's not there, he forces it. And it's just it led to it led to two picks. It led to one pick six. I mean, this guy's just not it. Meanwhile, for the Texans, CJ Stroud, slam dunk pick. Alex, all the scouts were shitting on him leading up to draft night, saying he couldn't comprehend defenses, he couldn't read defenses. Well, guess what? He's been the best rookie quarterback so far this season. Him and Richardson, uh, Nico Collins, and him have a big time chemistry. Tank Dell too. This offense, borderline humming right now. They got Damian Pierce in the backfield, too, against this tough Falcons front and improving secondary. But it's the Falcons offense that concerns me the most, which is ironic because they have an abundance of weapons that multiple teams in the NFL would give up the farm for and that they don't even use. So I think this is the week Arthur Smith has to look in the mirror and be like, we got to move on from this Desmond guy. Give me the Texans plus one and a half. You can get him at plus 108 money line to win the game straight up. Um, can, can I use this to to rip our friend Caleb Lynn here? Sure. Because this was his best bet. This was his number one bet. Okay. And I'm going to add a more practical element to this. You just brought up that they were in London last week. Teams that go to London usually take the bye week after they go to London. So they're coming back 
from across the ocean. Now they're going to be playing at home. So it's not as much, it's not like they're going to Houston, but still that's a lot of travel. You mentioned that Ritter sucks. Again, I agree with you. Ritter's probably, I, I think he's a bottom five starting quarterback, bottom five. We'll we'll be, we'll be harsh and we'll give him bottom three. I mean, Zach Wilson was better than him this past week. Way better. Yes. Way, way, way better. So I'll, we'll be harsh and we'll say bottom three. Okay. All those factors, Houston, Caleb's logic also is that Houston can't keep playing like this. I think they can. I think D'Amico Ryan's, you know, I wanted him. I was vocal about wanting him for the Colts. I, I wanted him too. I still think he was the best hire of the offseason. I and think I, so I like too. Steichen a lot. I think Steichen's the right guy, especially with Richardson, but I'm with you. I, I, I wanted D'Amico as well. I don't think this is the game where the Texans' luck runs out. I think it'll be later on. Caleb, for as much as I praised your last pick, this is a terrible pick. Terrible. This is your terrible best bet. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's what I'm here for. I'm the roaster. Zach, what's your uh, what's your next bet? My next bet here is the New Orleans Saints at plus one and a half. Let me check and make sure it hasn't changed. Wow. They're actually favored now. Uh, but I'm still going to take it. Uh, you got the Saints at minus one versus the New England Patriots. The Patriots um, have been decimated by injuries in the past couple of days. Their two best defensive players, Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez, out possibly for the season, both of them. Um, their defense is fucked without those guys. Uh, Matt Judon's one of my favorite defensive players in the league. I think he's massively underrated. And he's out. Uh, this Patriots team got absolutely blitzed by the Cowboys last week. They don't have a lot of confidence coming in this week. And I think Chris Olave is going to need a bounce back game after just having one catch last week against Tampa. Kamara's back for this team as well. He had a bunch of catches last week. And basically, if you're putting money on this game, you just have to feel good about betting against Mac Jones. Mac Jones has proven himself to be arguably a bottom five starting quarterback in the NFL at this point. Mac Jones looked absolutely lost against the Dallas defense. I understand it's the Dallas defense and Dan Quinn, but I don't care. He he looked like shit. He looked like shit. It's time to look in the mirror if you're a Pats fan. <laughs> the Brady days are over. The, 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 the golden era is over. The torch has not been passed because if you're looking for Mac Jones to pass the torch, it'll probably be intercepted. It's just not, not it. If you're a Pats fan, and the Saints defense, excellent pass rush, excellent linebackers, excellent on all three levels of the defense. They're going to give Mac Jones hell. The only thing the Patriots have going for him is that it's at Gillette, but not with Judon or Gonzalez. I mean, this could be this. This could bring up a lot of questions. I mean, we we might see Bailey Zappi at halftime, Alex. Give me give me the Saints at minus one. Serious blowout potential here. Here's the, here's the take. I think if Bailey Zappi comes in, I'd, I'm blowing your bet up. I think I'd take the Patriots in the event of Bailey Zappi I mean, coming in the I game. I think I've been on the record saying I, I like Zappi more than Mac. I also think this is the first of your bets I'm not enthralled with to be kind i don't 
think I'm a fan of betting on Derek Carr right now. I'm just not. No, Derek, Derek Carr shouldn't have played last week. He should not have played last week. And I don't think he should play this week either. I mean, he looked really bad. Especially when you have a perfectly fine backup with Jameis. Like, exactly. A lot of teams would like Jameis. I mean, not a lot of teams, but a few teams would like Jameis as their starter, let alone yeah. their backup. I mean, you don't think the Pats would take Jameis as their starter right now? Uh, there's, I think Bill Belichick would die before he had Jameis Winston as his starter. Let me, uh, how about Pats fans? Pats fans. <laughs> I think Pats fans would, but I think Bill Belichick himself would die. I think his, I think he would spontaneously combust. You're probably right. He'd probably um, take Cam Newton back before that. Exactly. I think, I understand that you're more so betting against the Patriots than for the Saints, but I, I don't think that's a direction I, you know, if I were to bet, I don't think that's a direction I would put my money on. You know, I think I'd I more mean, so go. If you're looking at the coaching matchup, like clearly the Patriots have the advantage. I I think Dennis Allen sucks, but I just think guys on defense for the Patriots and your solution is to trade for JC Jackson, who is absolutely cooked, absolutely cooked. He was a healthy scratch this year for the chargers in one more in one week. Like Judon Judon's one of the best defensive players in the league. And Christian Gonzalez was a on the short list for defensive rookie of the year. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all for the Pats. Could be a trap game for the saints. Definitely. Especially with the car injury, like you said, but I just cannot get over those losses on defense for the Pats. Can I give you one that I'm looking at that I like, Zach? That one that Alex sure. likes. I don't know how much you like this line. I like the Steelers plus four against the Ravens. Because I know the Steelers offense is rough, but the Ravens offense has been rough too lately. <laughs> and those one thing about those Raven Steelers games, they're always closer than you think they will be. Neither direction. Yeah. No matter how good the I Ravens mean... are, no matter how good the Steelers are, those games are always chippy. I think four is always I think four is too big of a line. The score is gonna be some like bullshit thing like 25-22, something like that. So that's kind of my reasoning. Well the over under I... is uh 38 points for that game, which I think is I think, <laughs> I think it might be accurate. the it might it might be the lowest of the weekend. I'm pretty sure that is. I I don't think either of these offenses are competent. I don't particularly want to put my money on Kenny Pickett. I mean, I'm not going to, but I think that, you know, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin's a genius. We all know this. And also the Ravens just have a lot of injuries themselves. And plus Raven Steelers. Division games are always weird. Especially that division game. Of all the weird division games, I don't think there's a weirder division game than Steelers-Ravens. You might warn me to stay away from that one. I don't care. But I saw that line. I'm like, you know what? I want to bet on the Steelers. So, Yeah, the the AFC North games in division games are, are typically borderline stay away from me. But I think the Steelers, and again, I don't like bidding against Mike Tomlin. Like you said, I have him as... I also ranked coaches over the weekend. I think I had him as my third best coach in the league. Let me take a quick look at that. I think I had Reed and McVeigh over him. Let me see here. 
The fact that he's yeah, he gone 17 years without going under 500 is legitimately insane. It is legitimately insane, especially when you consider, like, the year Big Ben threw his elbow out, he was looking at Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. And the fact he went 8-8 eight and eight with those scrubs. Was that the year Mason Rudolph threw his helmet at Miles Garrett? Sure was. Mason Rudolph, <laughs> who's somehow still on this roster. I don't, is he really? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's like the third string quarterback. I don't understand it. But <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs> I I like I like your thought on it just from the standpoint of Tomlin, but the picket injury concerns me. Uh Najee has taken a serious step back since his rookie season. I the Patriots have not lived up, or sorry, not the Patriots. The Steelers have not lived up to my expectations this year. I had them as a playoff team. Still think it's in the cards. You know, they're only two and two, right? But I mean, they 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 looked really bad, especially on offensively. Baltimore, I just think this could be a Lamar like take over the game type of contest. So I actually like the Ravens up. Minus four. The over-under, I, I think I'll actually take the over at 38. I'll take the over at 38 just because the Steelers' corners are so bad right now. I like <laughs> Porter. I like Porter. And I've always liked Patrick Peterson, but I think he's a little cooked. He's not, he's not like burnt toast, but he's 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 like Texas toast right now. He's he's not he's not what you want. <laughs> he's not what you want. Are you kidding me? Uh, especially from a starting toast. corner. Sure, but not as your starting corner. Not as your starting you know corner, what? So, I I think if you threw a piece of food out there at cornerback, I think that'd probably lead to subpar results. So sure, I'll, I'll roll with you on that one. <laughs> but no, that's okay. That's 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 the AFC North games. Like I said, especially in division, are always a stay away from me. But that's that's an over I would look at just because it's so low at thirty eight. But my last best bet of the week, NFL wise. I'm on the fence between these three I have. You know, Giants, Dolphins, you're going to want to look at... They weren't available uh, today when I when I got on there, but you're going to want to look at Tyreek Hill props uh, just because the Giants secondary is so young and so bad. You're going to... I had Packers five and a half alt spread uh, versus the Raiders. Take a look at that as well. Now, uh, Puka Naku and A.J. Brown to combine for 200 yards. Um, you know, the Colts secondary isn't great, but Puka killed us, especially in the overtime. I mean, he had the, he had the winning touchdown. Then A.J. Brown just had a field day against the commies. So I think I thought this was an easy one, Alex, at, at plus 250 odds for them to combine for 200, two for, uh, 200 receiving yards. Uh, I, think, I think give it to me. Give it to me. It's, you know what? 200, pretty easy. So I like that number, like those odds. Um, you got I'll one more that. Caleb bet you want to share? Uh, let's share, because we already talked about uh, under. So let's talk about this Jaguars plus 5.5. He thinks, you know, the two weeks in London will benefit the Jags. And he thinks the Bills, you know, he thinks giving this win over the Bills will establish the Jags as a contender. I'm not particularly fond of this thought train of thought because I I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. 
Well, I don't know how good the Bills are exactly. I don't think the Jags are that good. And they're not right now. Right now, they're not. So They're not as good as I thought they were going to be. Exactly. So maybe, you know, you still think they can Like, cover? we should have beat them, Alex. We, we, we should have beat them. We should have, you know, the refs, the refs got us, you know. Sure they, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never thought I'd go full Zach Griffith on that, but they, the refs got us. So. Yeah, they did. They, the Jags have looked not, they've looked less than ideal so far. And the Bills, I mean, the Bills had, a, I think, a statement win last week. I, I think the Dolphins totally. are better than Jacksonville. So I know it's going to be a lot totally of travel. Agree. So if that's your angle. Sure, but I don't think Caleb says he's going to take plus 5.5. I don't know if that's still the line. I'm going to double check real quick just for the sake of, you know, accuracy. It's still plus 5.5. Um, he says he's going to take that comfortably. I'd have some real pause just because I don't know how good the Jags are. Ridley looked really great in week one. He hasn't looked as good since. Christian Kirk has finally, you know, turned it on. But the defense has been, eh. <laughs> Everything about them has just been, eh, so far. And I don't know, like, I don't think they're a contender. I think we might have jumped the gun a little too early on Jacksonville. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> no, I, I, I really like them. I really, really like them in the preseason. I think a lot of people did, especially with Ridley coming back. And I, you know, they were bad at this time last year too, Alex. I mean, people, you know, they made the playoffs at nine and eight, winning the AFC South. And they won a playoff game, as we know. So that that's still in the cards. But I still think there's potential the Jags to go on like a mid-season run, like four or five game win streak. Uh you know, the Jags have always owned us, Alex, whether we like to admit it or not. Next time we play them is in Jacksonville. We haven't won yeah. there since we were in high school. Uh, literally, since we were in high school. So, yeah. Uh, they're not very good right now, though. Uh, you, you, you can't deny that. I do like the fact you can get them at plus money as well, plus 190. Definitely take the over in this game at 48 and a half. Definitely take that. Um. They, the people of London are actually going to see a good game. game this week. Yeah, they are. Not the shit show we gave them. You know what? <laughs> if you're trying to promote the NFL in another country, maybe don't send Desmond Ritter over there. Desmond Ritter <laughs> and Arthur Smith. Maybe don't send them. Don't send them. But, Alex, moving on to uh, MLB. Believe it or not, MLB playoffs underway. We actually have the Texas Rangers advancing. To the LDS in the American League, uh, Minnesota Twins looks like they're going to advance as well in the American League. Alex, um, give us give us two 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 Major League Baseball bets to look forward to uh, this playoffs this October. I mean, so let's go ahead and look at the divisional series because. <sighs> So it looks like they're both at minus 110 odds, the Rangers and the the Orioles. I'm going to take the Rangers. They've been very to, impressive. I mean, the Rays, 
Rays had a shitload of errors in game one of their series, and they had a couple today against Texas, but I, I, I like it. I like it. The Rangers are playing really well right now. So that's going to be. I think Baltimore had a really good season. But it's going to be tough for them, you know, especially the wild card series. The Rangers have actually been playing. I don't know when the wild or when the division series starts. That's probably going to be something I should look up, but. That's going to be interesting to see. And then I know the Phillies. I don't know what the odds are yet. So Phillies. Uh, yeah. Not sure. Either. So. Let's see what the um, World Series odds are. I like the Phillies. The Phillies are plus 1,000 to make the World Series. Defending defending NL champs. I think they can make it back. I like I Bryce Harper and the boys. Plus 1,000, great odds to make it back to the World Series. What are your yep, baseball I agree. I agree. I had them in a couple. I think I mentioned them in previous back shoulder pods. A um, couple MLB bets for me. You got a Dodgers Astros uh, each at plus 450 to make the World Series. So you get the Dodgers at plus 450. And the Astros at plus 450. Dodgers have arguably the best player in baseball, Mookie. And the Astros have just been a mainstay of playoff baseball uh, for the past like five or six years. Uh, Alex's favorite team, the Cheaters, uh, the Astros. Uh, Tristan Thompson's favorite team, fellow Cheater. Uh, <laughs> what was that for? Because <laughs> Tristan just, Thompson sucks. He's just catching strays. But you hey, can he also was a get Pacers it. legend. No, he wasn't. Look, you can get that. You can get legend. Astros. You can get Astros versus Dodgers World Series matchup for plus seven ten, plus seven ten. And I just mentioned Mookie, Alex. Right now, right now, you can get him at plus twenty five hundred. That's right. That's Oof. right. Twenty five hundred to win World Series MVP for the LA Dodgers. Um. World Series MVP, I wouldn't recommend betting on it just because it's it's always a wild card award. Like Steve Pierce won it for the Red Sox when they won in 2018. Ben Zobrist won it for the Cubs when they won it. Like it's just it's usually a random play. Like Hideki Matsui won it for the Yankees one year. Like it's just <laughs> it's usually a random player like that who wins it. Uh, so that's always a shaky bet to have, but if you can get the best player in baseball at plus 2,500, tough to pass up. Uh, so those are my, those are my MLB bets, Alex. And then next week on this pod, special edition. If you remember on Linsanity, we had an NFL over under wins pod before the season started. Next week on Back Shoulder Fade, we are going to have the same thing, but with NBA. NBA over-under draft. going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be me, Caleb, Alex, and J.D. Hall. Looking forward to that one, Alex. Well, I mean, Zach, let's let's tease it a little bit. Let's talk about this Drew Holiday trade that just happened this Sunday. Yeah. 
we, we, we could tease it a little bit. I don't know how much we'll dive into that on next week's pod. You know, it won't be as timely. But Drew Holiday to the Celtics for your favorite player, Malcolm Brogdon, and oh, Robert Williams, two first-round picks. I mean, I think the Celtics and the Bucks. I don't know if they'll be the first and second seed. That's going to be prime time theater in the if they meet up in the playoffs. Now watch it be like the Hawks get the first seed or something like that. But yeah, it's it's a trade we should have seen coming from the Celtics. Uh, you know, they made a trade for a point guard last year with Brogdon. Uh, you know, us Pacers fans tried to warn him. You know, this guy is not worth it. They didn't listen. He ended up winning sixth man of the year, but couldn't come up for him in the playoffs. And what do you know, got hurt in the playoffs. Story of his Pacers tenure. But didn't deserve to wear number seven, by the way. He should be retired for Jermaine O'Neal. Definitely some <laughs> schmuck like Brogdon didn't deserve to wear number seven. But I love this trade for the Celtics. I love it in terms of you get one of the best defensive guards in the NBA. You shore up that side of things. Um, but I don't like it for the Celtics in terms of giving up Robert Williams because you're already shaky on your big health. You know, Horford's pushing 40. I don't need to go into depth on Porzingis staying on the floor. Everybody knows that. Just ask any Mavs fan. My grandpa can give you a rundown on Porzingis' injuries. He's a Mavs fan. He can probably list them without even looking them up. I mean, this... I like this team on paper. I like them a lot. I think they have potential to be the one seed, but I would still have them second behind the Bucks, just because the Bucks are an awesome regular season team. I think Dame is better than Drew Holiday, so I like that acquisition for them. Obviously, anyone does. But the Chris Middleton thing for me, guy hasn't been healthy since they beat the Suns in the finals. Yeah, I mean, he basically hasn't been healthy since then. I like Chris Middleton a lot. I stood up for him against JD multiple times. And Chris Middleton ended up coming through for him when they actually did win the whole thing. But he hasn't been healthy since then. I stay away from guys like that betting-wise. And they're just an aging team in general. Also, we don't know anything about their new coach. Not really sure if he can coach. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair hesitation to have on the Bucks, But it's also a fair hesitation to have on the Celtics because don't do it. I know he came back from 3-0. Had a lot of mishaps coaching. A lot of mishaps. Granted, he didn't sleep with a few staff member like the press desk, but Grant, you know, he had a lot of he had a lot of mishaps. Joe yeah, Mozzarella stick is, <laughs> is second, like second row Joe. Second row Joe, as Bill Simmons likes to call him. But uh no, I like both of these teams. I think it's at this point in time, you know, we're about three weeks away from the season starting. This point in time, destined to be the Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I think it would be the best matchup basketball-wise, but I still don't think you can sleep on Miami. I know their roster got a little worse, but if last year proved anything, it proved you can't at all. Uh, Philly, I think, is going to be a train wreck. And don't sleep on my Pacers, Alex. I think the Pacers are going to straight up make the playoffs. They're going to be a top-six team. A little teaser 
for the draft, there's wins to be had in the Eastern Conference. That's yeah. I, I I will say that. Um, and they will all be going to the New York Knickerbockers. <laughs> no, but I'm kidding. In just to like say something about the Celtics, I just think we can close on this. A simple note. Watching Drew Holiday and Jason Tatum on the defensive end is going to be a lot of fun. That's that is gonna be a ton of fun. I mean, Drew Holiday has always, always been. Always, even when he was in Philly, one of the most underrated players in the league. And if you talk to real hoops heads, like they they killed have this guy. They killed have this guy. He's he's awesome on the perimeter. I mean, he he's oh he's I mean, I know Giannis did what he did in the finals against Phoenix, but they upgraded from Bledsoe to Holiday, and then they won the they won the chip. Like that's that's no that's no yeah. coincidence. Now they've upgraded from Holiday to Dame, so we'll see what happens. But which you had a good monologue on that trade. Go listen to that. But Dame also the only point guard on my fantasy hoops team. We don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> I love the trade for Boston. Love the trade for Boston. I just wish my Pacers had made the trade. And if you want to hear more riveting NBA talk next week, make sure you check out the draft. Um, make sure you check out Linsanity. I don't know. Is I'm guessing it's Shaddy Sanity this week, or yeah, it is Shaddy Sanity. Actually, I'm going to be on there in about an hour's time tonight. Um, talk about our boy Richardson, Alex. Didn't come through with a W, but I mean, amazing. Made us feel back. good about a lot, a lot of stuff. Made us feel great about a lot, a lot of stuff against the ring. All time comeback. So. Make sure you check that out. Make sure um check out Cinema and Power Hour. Those will both be back soon, I'm sure. Yes, and... uh Cinema, I have a couple ideas cooking. So for October Scary Movie Month, I wanted to have a scary movie draft with some people. Uh and then I wanted to have a film franchise draft. A film franchise draft. Ooh. Which I think could be a lot of fun. You can you can go deep in that one. I mean yeah, now. Can. With the with the stage Hollywood's in right now, where everything has to be a fucking franchise, you can <laughs> you can have a lot, a lot of rounds in that draft. So stay tuned on that. I still want to do a Star Wars character draft, um, but I'm also gonna have a year end pod uh, near the end of the year as well, previewing the following year. Still a lot of great movies to come out this year, Alex. You still have a Scorsese flick to come out. That's uh, in like three still weeks. Have yeah, that's in uh it's in about two or three weeks. Uh you got Napoleon still to come out. Um you have The Killer still to come out on Netflix, the next David Fincher movie. You got Wonka still to come out. So still a few heaters to come out. It's gonna be a, a nice finish to what I thought was a great, great, great movie year. Great movie. Absolutely. So make sure you check all that out. Um I'll go ahead and close this out. Thank you, Zach, for letting me join you. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening.